0: Welcome to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, the podcast that brings you inspiring stories and insights from the world of competitive fitness. I'm your host, Savannah Sharp, previous MPC Bikini national level competitor, WBFF pro fitness model and posing coach. On this podcast, I share my own journey to the stage and interview other female competitors from all divisions and industries, including MPC, IFBB, and WBFF. Each week we bring you new episodes full of motivational stories, helpful tips, and real life experiences from competitors of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, our goal is to provide you the knowledge and inspiration you need to succeed in your own fitness journey. So if you're looking for a podcast that's both informative and entertaining, look no further than Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss out on the latest insights and inspiration from the world of competitive fitness. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in and join the conversation. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I'm your host, Savannah, and we're doing another episode of Bikini Girl Chit Chat. So introduce yourself, your name, your age, and where you're from.
1: All righty. Hi, I'm Marina Pietri. I'm from Central Jersey, born and raised. Um, I have been competing in the MPC since 2019. Um, So it's been a bit. I've done a total of three shows. Um, And just like Savannah, I'm on my road to pro. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy to be here.
0: Okay, exciting. So we'll get into Road to Pro. So you said you are working towards a pro card. We've done three shows. Have you done any national shows yet?
1: No, not yet. So I do not want to step on a national stage until I feel like I'm ready. Um, I'm always in between just getting on stage to get that experience because I know that national stages are really, really different, they're run differently they're a lot more intimidating. Of course, there's a lot more people and everything. And then I'm also on the other hand thinking like, why should I waste my time and effort if I already know I'm not ready? Um, so I'm always juggling between those two things. Cause there's always, you can always get value out of going to any show. Like people, yeah. I don't think value enough, the whole like aspect of show day, like practicing show day over and over. Cause it really, people fall apart on show day. Like you can be perfect, your entire prep, perfect, entire peak week, perfect. And then show day comes and you can really just mess everything up. Um, And so practicing show day is something that's really important. And I feel that I need to do more because I've only had, I've only done three shows. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. Yeah, practicing show day is the most valuable experience that you can have. Um, National shows, I think I did, I don't even know how many shows I did I did maybe, I did, so I did, I don't know, well, let's count. Okay, so I did my first show, second show. I think I did three or four, maybe even five shows before I did a national show. Mm-hmm. And that was from 2017 to 2020. So I did, I took three years before I stepped on stage. Yeah. I didn't actually my first year, but I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way I'm like so small. So I just,
1: yeah.
0: like, I wanted to wait until like, I felt like, I would be at least a little competitive and give myself some time. So that way, like, you know, there's a chance you're not going to get just like absolutely demolished because it is expensive. Like, prepping is hard. It's expensive. And when you go to that national level, like it's the best of the best. So for, if you're listening to this too, like I think you should do a local show close to home. And then, you know, if you start doing well locally, then take it regionally or regionally. like like coast to coast like see exactly like a big show like a big regional show or like mm-hmm. a big national qualifier see like east coast how your physique or maybe go west coast and see like you know these where there's like a lot of competitive athletes that are like bigger than you that you know like you're gonna get paired next to them it's nice to be on stage next to girls that are like way ready and like even and progress, and just so, so you can see, just visibly, so you can know, and be like, oh my gosh, that girl was absolutely jacked. And then you can mm-hmm. see, I like clearly, you know, maybe you step on stage, and you're like, okay, that girl next to me who won the overall, she went and went pro, and you actually have stage shots. Yeah, next.
1: and you're like next to those other physiques, higher caliber physiques. But I'm so glad you said that because my yeah. first two shows happened during my first prep. So in 2019, my first show was. October and then my second show was November and I won the overall in both and I was ecstatic like but I was a pin skinny little thing like I was so tiny um so of course I was on cloud nine I was like oh my god I want to go to nationals whatever and my coach who was like no you are so tiny let's like grow take an off season we did that um and I mean I did go abroad in between so like it was kind of half of an off season because I didn't keep up with it when I was in Spain and stuff. Um, But then my second prep was 2021 after COVID and everything. Um, And I did the DC pro am. And like you said, doing a more regional bigger run show, like for your second time around before hitting the national stage is so important. Cause to your point, like I was one of those that like crumbled in the last few weeks, like knowing, Oh my God, this is a pro show. Like there's going to be, like way better amateur competition, I really got in my head. I was, I looked great, like three weeks out. And then those last three, like two weeks, I just crumbled under pressure. Cause I just, I got in my head yeah. and things ended up just not coming together. And that was a really big, like pivotal like point in my journey, uh, to kind of step on stage, not looking ready, not looking your best. It was like, not to be dramatic, but it was literally traumatizing. I was like, I'm not made for this. I'm not cut out for it. I suck. I should stop blah, blah, blah. So the period, like the few months after that was really just like mentally a mess. Um, but I learned so much. I would, I wouldn't do it any other way. Like it really like, It sounds funny, but it built character. It built character to kind of be slapped across the face after two overall wins, like with no muscle, be slapped across the face at the DC Pro. I was like, I needed that. Like now that I'm here- Did you play? Yeah, I got so I got fourth. I didn't do horrible, but like it was really like not my best at all. It looked like I needed like two more weeks. Like, and to look like that after like, A year and a half prior with tie-ins, like, cap delts, like, but also just being skinny. Um, Having all the lines and then showing up looking just watery and soft and, like, I don't work out. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I needed that for sure. Um, But huge moment for me. And it really kicked my ass into gear after I took a few months and, like, uh, had my woe is me moment, had my little I can't do this moment. I got right back into it. And I've been in an off season since then. Um, And this has been like the best off season I've ever had after like that really bad show.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when you are complete, like when you're lean or even if you're close to like lean, not even stage lean, like those last, like the week of even the day of your physique can do like 360 flip, like it can yeah. flip and it can peak perfect, and you can drop like a pound three. I've had people like drop like five pounds overnight or something crazy, but you can just as easily get into your head. And it's not even that you were peaked wrong, like it's like the carbs were there, the, and you, you were there, you looked great. And then if there's no like explanation that's reasonable besides stress you can exactly. stress yourself out to the point where your physique just looks awful. Yeah. Like it looks still like great, you know, like compared to the, yeah. Yeah. But if you've seen yourself better, you know, weeks prior and then you get there and you're like, what is this? Like, yeah, what is this? there's nothing you can do at that point and stress. Yeah. Is except stress just do it. Yeah. Stress is huge. And it is hard winning your first show it's a blessing and it's a curse that 100%. you carry because um and, and getting the overall like it's it, the high you will you will always be chasing that high exactly there's exactly. nowhere and
1: going go yeah there's yeah you can't go higher so going into the dc pro that's what it was it was like oh my god in my head i'm like if i don't win if I don't take the overall, I'm basically taking a step back. But that's what I was telling myself when in reality, you hear all these pros say it, you hear all these like high level national girls say it. As long as you beat your own last package, you're winning and you're doing better. And I definitely beat it. I definitely put on muscle, but I didn't see that. I was more so thinking about the placing and I ended up doing, doing, um, the thing, what everyone says not to do, looking at the hashtags, looking at who's going to the show. I really mentally messed myself up so bad and I learned from it. I like, I learned so much from it. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone needs that humbling moment to realize like, you, you should expect to get beats. Uh-huh, you should exactly. always expect to get beat. And that's why it's like, now that you've experienced loss, it gives you this new set of drive of, okay, I, you know, I pushed pretty hard. I got an overall, but now it's like, I pushed pretty hard and I got fourth place. So now that I still have to like, figure out a way to push harder to build more muscle like Mm -hmm. improve so you know your level was here and now you got to come back to the next show and just step it up for yourself and just see what happens and it's it's different and no matter what like you can listen to the podcast and they can prepare you but until like until you do it and it's like you know you know better everyone knows like you know okay I'm not going to compare myself oh I'm not going to do that like no matter what it's you versus you but you know like it sucks not to win every time Mm -hmm. you know like you don't suffer through hours of cardio and dieting to like not win so you always believe the whole time I'm going to win. I'm, I'm going to win. Yeah. Because otherwise it just would be awful. You can't just, I couldn't see myself getting motivated for cardio. Like I'm going to
1: get last place. Yeah, exactly. Like it. I'll do. Okay. Like okay. I'm better than myself last year. Like, no, like you, like we do this because we're competitive and we want to win. Um, right. And it's, it's so weird though, because then what I feel like what makes it worse and feeds into it more is how others react too. So Everyone on my Instagram saw me win two overalls in 2019. Uh and by the way, I'm just adding this in. I was 19. I was a child. I
0: wanted, yeah, I wanted to know how I was about to ask how old you were. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was a child. I was immature. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was 19. Now I am what 23. Um, so it's like wild to think back to that version of me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I was such a baby. Even when I was, how old was I? In, I was 21 when I competed at the DC pro or 20, 20 something like that. Um, and even looking back then, I'm like, even then I was so different and so naive, even though I was already what two years into it. Um, it's so weird. But then seeing others react, like messaging me, like, what happened? Like, are you okay? Uh, like, Ooh, fourth, I'm sorry. Like kind of like feeling bad for me. Cause part of me was like, okay. Like I didn't win. Like, I know I didn't look my best, but another part of me was, was like, Hey, even at kind of one of my worst looks, I still got fourth. Like, so I was still trying to be positive about it, but then people coming to me being like, what happened? Like as if something horrible happened. And I'm like, no, I just like, wasn't ready. Um, But it's just weird because everyone else will see it that way. Like you said, once you start winning, it looks like you're just going down from there if you don't win.
0: Yeah, I've progressively done worse every year, but I know my physique, like, no, like legitimately it was first, then no placing, then it was no placing again. Then I think I got second, then no placing then 14, then 14, like, it just, yeah. it's just like nothing. It's all like, over the place. Yeah. But you, but I, I know my physique has changed. Like oh, I know has, it yeah. has evolved, but like it was, it, it is still hard just to be like, man, like I worked so hard for nothing, like nothing. I'm like, shit, is it worth it? Like you have to really ask, like, is it worth it? And it is, it, it's just. It's a, it's a mental game you have to play with yourself because you know, you are, you gotta do it for yourself, but then you get feedback because we put ourselves out there from everyone that you didn't you ask for, you are asking, exactly. for it, but you like, I'm really, when I put my pictures out there, if I put stage shots or whatever. I'm not really like asking for people to tell me about how they feel about my body. I'm just like, proud of it. Here it is. Here's exactly. It but it you're
1: is. opening the door.
0: Yeah. And then everyone comes in and tells you like it is and you're like, oh, OK, well, now if you get into your head and I'm you mm-hmm. think, like, oh, shoot, what did they say? Or I had um, I don't know if you do you ever post anonymous question boxes.
1: I have I a few times, but I just get a bunch of creepy weirdos. I don't get anything like rude, thankfully.
0: OK, I did it in prep. Instant. Regret. Oh, my God. I had so many People are
1: horrible. It's always when it's anonymous. Yes.
0: I had so many mean messages for my last prep that was like, you're not ready. You're not lean enough. You have no glutes. And I was just like appalled. And I was like in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so insecure about Jesus. my own body. I'm like, this is not okay. But it's, I mean, it's, it's just the sport that we're in. It's such a weird sport. Um, mm-hmm. And are you, who are you working with as a coach?
1: Um, I'm with Tim English. He's just a local coach here in Jersey. Uh, he goes by every calorie counts. I actually coach under him too. Um, so we've been together since the beginning. He was my first coach ever and we're still together. Um, so we definitely work out super, super well.
0: Okay. So he's been your coach forever. And I mean, starting at 19, why did you start at that age?
1: yeah, I, I like this question. Um so as many of us, like I grew up an athlete, I was a gymnast my entire life all throughout high school too, until I got like a knee injury and had to quit essentially because um, they were like, if you keep tumbling like this, you're gonna snap your knees. It's like perfect, perfect <laughs> So um of course, I got into the gym there, started going with my mom. Um, I went to those little classes. With my mom and stuff. And then eventually I got bored of that and started weightlifting. Um, and, and just like all of us, we just, I wanted to take it to the next level and like itch that competitive itch in me. Um, and I saw one girl prepping who went to my high school. Um, so at this time, I was in college already. So I was in college and I followed her and she was all really fit. She, she always looked really fit throughout high school. I saw her prepping her first time and i was like ooh like what is she doing what is that she's cool I'm like look at her muscles like this is cool i want to look into this so i did i did my research and i was like this is something i want to do um and i just did it it was my junior junior year of college yeah junior year of college it was a lot um to do it during college i don't know if anyone out out there listening is in college and is thinking about prepping definitely do not recommend it <laughs> i do not recommend yeah. i actually had to withdraw from one class and i failed another class so both of those classes i had to retake one over the summer one um in like the semester after um just because of prep like i hate to say it but i put it ahead of school i did period like that semester i think i got 11 credits total Um, when I was originally signed up for 18, so there's that. And I actually got like 11 credits, um, but I won my two shows. So I don't know if it's okay, (laughs) but it was, it was really, really stressful. I got it done, but to what cost? Like you do need to sacrifice a lot, a lot of things. I would never, ever let any, or tell anyone to sacrifice school of all things, um, for prep. You definitely need to be in a spot that you have the time for it. It really just comes down to time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I started my journey. I'm like, like an old lady. I'm like back in my day. So when I was in, I think I, I was 20, I was either 20 or 21. I think when I started, I think I was 20 and I was the same thing. I was like a junior in college. And I just, I remember I started prepping. It was like during the spring semester and it was kind of like I did my show and then it was like summer it was like a week or two of summer break or something like that so like I was prepping towards like the last part of the year and like taking Mm -hmm. finals like right before you're going to compete and like just being brain dead it's great in a way because it's like not partying I'm not going out. I'm actually like I only have set time to study at this time. Mm -hmm. I I have cardio or like study on cardio together. Like do it together
1: exactly.
0: Do everything. It's like you have class at this time. You know, it's super routine because you have different you know deadlines here, homework there, study there, um, Mm -hmm. working there. Like there's just like not a lot of time to do everything, so it makes you really efficient. But it is, I mean, that's just all stress.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, and like stress. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because then that second prep, the one where I was prepping for the DC Pro was my senior year of college. And it was my last round of finals and everything. And I was, I want to say, so that's around May and the DC Pro was in June. So literally I was like a month out ish at the right April, May, June. Yeah. So I was like a month out doing finals Like that, honestly, like now that I'm thinking about it, I think I like had a realization that must have been that point where I started to go downhill because I was ready up until basically finals happened. And I am pulling all nighters, trying to like pass all my exams, the last exams, so I can get a degree and I'm stressing out. Caffeine is running through my veins 24 seven. And yeah, like that was definitely not good for my prep whatsoever. Yeah. Like when you, when I think about
0: preps, I have to make sure I'm like, when I look at my year, I'm like, okay, there's critical events coming. If I know there's a holiday or event or I have just Mm -hmm. like travel jam packed, be like, this would not be a great month or, Mm or something like during these, you know, set. there's not really a great time to prep, but if you can plan it to work with your less stressful part of the year or whatever you have going on, it'd be a lot, it's a lot easier on yourself. Like I've prepped every month, every season, I prep a whole year and it's hard if you are not excited to prep during that time of year. Exactly.
1: hundred percent.
0: It's if like, I hate prepping during winter. I hate prepping during cold weather. Mm -hmm. I hate getting out because you're just freezing cold. Like yeah. So and then extra
1: cold, cold. Cause you don't have body fat.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like I just hate being cold. So even during the summer, it's like, okay, it's not that bad. It's and better. you're like, show your physique off and like you can walk outside and everything. But knowing that, like knowing when to prep, knowing when it's right. And like the stress of school, it'll be interesting to see when you're, are you graduated?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I graduated May of 21.
0: Oh, okay. So this last wait, so have you prepped yet without school?
1: Without school, no. So I was okay. just going to get into that. So now that I'm not in school, so actually, let me just unpack the entire story then. Um, I've got a job. I started last January, a full-time job. Um, and it was all good and great, whatever. Long story short, I just quit. So so I just quit literally last week. Um, and it's this week was like my first week being self employed and doing my thing. But, um, but yeah, so now looking forward to like, I'm looking forward more to my prep because I don't have to juggle it around work. Of course I'm still working, but it's on my time. I can work cardio around my schedule perfectly. I can work meal prepping around my schedule and steps and make sure I sleep my eight hours and all that. Um, so I'm extra looking forward to this prep that I'm about to start um, because of that. I don't have school. I don't have work in the way it's, it's truly like me building my own schedule. I feel like it's going to be so different. I'm going to have like such a different experience with prep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it it does. When, when you don't really like, it just, when you have a job that you don't like prep is a good escape, but Mm -hmm. when and you can set your own schedule, it makes it even better because it's like yeah. now you get excited to do the prep instead of, oh, I only have so much time and I got a time and this and that and that. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, now it's like, okay, like if I need to do cardio, like I'm going to sleep in a little bit, I'm going to move it around. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more flexible and it's easier to make it work because there is a lot of things yeah. got to get done.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then with work, it's like, yeah like a like you can some people can hate their 9 to 5 some people can love it but whatever it is when you're working that full time job there is no way that you really can't put that first that is besides family of course but like that that is your main source of income like you have a salary you can't just be like no I can't because I'm prepping like yeah. that that's not an excuse and 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 you can't do that. So that is something I like knew. I didn't quit be- because of prep. That's a whole different story of why I quit and the whole story behind that, but um but definitely now looking looking forward to to like the rest of my year, knowing I'm prepping, I'm like this is going to be the best prep ever. This is going to be like my time, my thing. I'm it's going to be the least stressful prep I think I've ever going to have.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so what about You said your goals is to turn pro. Do you have a projected timeline for yourself or like how are you to do that?
1: Yeah. So like I said, the DC pro was traumatizing for me. (laughs) So this year, I, me and my coach are like, okay, we're not even looking at shows until you have striations on your glutes. Um, But (laughs) we are projecting like probably end of July, I'll be ready. Um, I'll probably start dieting. March, mid-March probably, um, because right now I'm still pushing food. um, But yeah, thinking end of July, I'll be ready, do a qualifier, maybe two, really get back into it. Because honestly, when I think about prep right now, it makes me want to throw up. Like in a good way. I'm very, very excited, but I'm also nervous as hell because I haven't been on stage in over two years now. So I feel really rusty. I'm like, like this sport is like still like show day, like heels, like bikini, all this thing. Like, of course I still put my heels on for check-ins and everything, but just the whole idea of prepping and like really being in season is almost feels like so far removed from me now because I haven't been there in so long. Um, but yeah, so July, maybe a show, um august another like qualifier maybe a bigger regional show and then hopefully north americans
0: yeah north americans is a good show north americans is a big show
1: i know and i do just want to kind of go into it and do my best north americans has always even from the beginning i don't know what it is but i my little soul has a piece in pittsburgh i don't know what it is i love pittsburgh so that's always been a dream show of mine um so yeah, like part of me is like, it would be great just to like turn pro. I know that that's not going to happen. Well, knock on wood, it's just not going to happen. But, um, but that would be cool. And like, that's another thing that I think about a lot too, because I'm like, I want that fight for my pro card. I want to like move up the ranks. I want to show up year after year better and better and like slowly get better, drop a little bit, another placing, drop another place, you know, and like get that pro card after really freaking fighting for it. And then the other half of me is like, no, but I feel ready. I think I look ready. I don't know how I'm gonna stack up against these other girls. Um, but it's like, what if it just happens in one shot? And I'm like, well, that's no fun. Like I want the fun of like fighting for it. You know, that goes through my head a lot too. That's
0: a good mindset because I, in, I mean, in reality, unless you are a genetic blessed muscular, muscular, girl that's just has just muscle on muscle on muscle and you per muscles have muscles. <laughs> yeah. Your muscles have muscles and you just were born muscular. Most likely you're going to need more muscle. <laughs> like, oh,
1: exactly. You,
0: you know, like it's not really an issue of being too big ever. It's an issue of not being big enough. I mean, conditioning- yeah, especially
1: in the national stage, like those, those girls, they are shredded. They are huge. And most of them, I mean, like I follow a lot of like the girls that have been in the national circuit and kind of plays high. A lot of their like feedback once they turn pro is like, you look great. You look perfect, but don't look like that in the pro league. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's very weird.
0: It's weird. There is a, there is a difference. There is a difference between winning a pro card and then being a competitive pro. And it's mm-hmm. hard. Because it is so competitive to get that pro card and it's, you're going to come in conditions, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: conditions, like Like, almost overly conditions. And then when you get to a pro league, now it's about fullness Fullness and and beauty. And the presentation really takes like a big toll because it's like you're you're on stage longer Mm -hmm. and it's still the same shapes. But I feel like just like the national physique, it's pretty much just telling them that like, oh, yeah, if you need me to bring conditioning, I can do it. Like, I feel like it's like a it's a rite of passage. Like you just get threaded to the bone just to show them. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good enough. Like, like, exactly.
1: Yeah, and like a lot of people say, I don't. I don't know if you've heard people say this. I feel like this is more true with guys because um, there's no division in the like for for men that isn't just absolutely absurdly massive. Um, but it's, I don't think that th- th- this isn't necessarily true for bikini. But once you get that pro card and turn pro, more often than not, it could be the last time you ever win. Period, and that's what. I feel like people forget when they do go to the national stage and are doing like the run of national shows and stuff, they kind of miss the moment of like, this is your time. This literally is your time. And you don't know if you're going to be able to get that perfect pro look. You, you just don't know. So it very well could be your last time winning.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's, it sucks because, Everyone wants it so bad, so fast, and they just want to rush, 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 to get this card. And but that, but it's it's it is in reality. After turning pro, it is even harder. And t- the next thing is winning a pro show. Mm-hmm. That's Olympia. Yeah. That's there's no other step. That's yeah, it. there's no it, other step. It's okay. Pro card Olympia. Like there's yeah. no nothing. There's you can't get first place without winning a first, like it's an overall of a pro show. So Uh you're looking at another three, four, five, six more years. I mean, it takes a long time. And if you just, if they just don't like your physique or you're just not genetically proportioned and you were peaked, like that's it for you, home girl. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have the maxed out muscle for your frame, show up and get lucky. I mean, you can compete at every show. You can compete 16, 20 times and try and just so hopefully you get, in, but get better. But it is, it is, it's hard. You have to have total package if you want to like get to the next level. So yeah, to, like definitely do as many shows as you can in the NPC and like really enjoy that ride because it's, it's a lot of fun competing and you don't have to rush to get a pro card. You don't even have to get a pro card if you don't want to, like you can mm-hmm. just You can just compete to compete. You don't have to go crazy and go to nationals. You can literally just do regional shows and look amazing and get a bunch of overalls and still have fun with it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. There's so much that you can do in it too. Um, Like fitness models, for example, do it for fun. And I think that that's like, it's really, really cool. And like, it's all good and well. But then, there's like this line I feel like that can be crossed sometimes with like, for example, just like these fitness influencers who, um, go and compete once they do. Okay. They do pretty well. Um, and then they go to nationals and kind of get their ass kicked. Um, and then they reverse like improperly and get mentally messed up and then give the NPC or bodybuilding a bad name. And that is something where I, Do feel passionately about where I'm like do it for fun, sure, but do it the right way, and like don't then turn around and shit on something that you literally signed up for. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that one is it's tough for me because they, I mean, just take a little bit of like blame your. I mean, you can blame yourself. You can just say, you know what, I messed up on my reverse. I didn't do it properly. It's on me. It's not the sport the sport was that that I use, but it's like, you know, you can literally just say, I'm not going to do this anymore because I couldn't handle it. Like you can just say like, that's, that's And it. so I, many,
1: yeah. so many of these girls specifically, like these fitness influencers who have great physiques, like the majority of them that don't end up following through with competing. They don't say that, which is, I feel, I, I respect the ones so much more The the few. I could probably count like on like half of one hand who have openly said like, this is not for me. I'm not cut out for it. I had a lot of fun with it. I respect it, but not for me period. And it isn't for everyone. Even if people do really, really well, it isn't for everyone. And that's okay. Like some people will.
0: quickly, If you like it, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know
1: after one show. Exactly. Like some people will finish show day and like a month after, like kind of reflect and be like, that was really fun. I had a lot of fun, but it wasn't worth it and to them respect like to me like I will finish a show even after my bad show like the DC pro and I'm like that was still worth it I'm like I love this shit so much (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I mean it's a it's a it isn't for everyone and especially like Rec- I mean the requirements for a national level are way different than regional, and I I think it I think there's been a lot of conversations of bikini being too big and everything like that's like really big right now, but mm-hmm. like for a novice, like I don't think anyone should be discouraged from competing because they Absolutely. don't like they're they don't look like the top like pros, like you should still do it and just see as like a personal tool so that then they can help you of like where you need to balance your own physique. So I just hope that no girls are getting scared of competing in bodybuilding Mm -hmm. because like, Oh, I'm never going to be big enough.
1: I just don't want to look like that. It's like, no, you don't have to look like you don't have. Exactly. You can still do it for fun and like meet the criteria the way that you perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be jacked and shredded at it. Like, you know, it's, it's also, like we said prior, it's almost like a whole different ballpark when you're looking at the pros and looking at, you know, regional girls, regional amateurs, and then also a local amateur. It's all really, really different. And it's just kind of up to you to kind of pick and choose where you want to be and where you think you fit in. And that's a yeah. whole different, like, thing. How different every single... I guess, I don't want to call it level, but I guess it is a level, but how different each level or ranking of a show, how different all the girls look. It's almost like a whole different sport. Yeah. Uh, It is in from like, from
0: physique to physique because it's subjective. Like, Oh, absolutely. What? I like what me and you would, could bring are going to be different. Like we're different yeah. heights, different body types, how much muscle I need versus how much muscle you need, even though we're in the same division, is going to be different. And it's not it's not like everyone's trying to hit a certain stage weight. That's not a the thing. They're just trying you're mm-hmm. we're trying to achieve a look. Mm-hmm. And it's it is it's so different. It's like from wherever you compete because every show it's different judges different people next to you different different opinions opinions and it is subjective like at the end of the day it is someone's opinion yeah that's what it is yeah It's it's
1: so weird and like my boyfriend he competes in classic physique and every time i talk to him about like like placings how my friends are placing how they did or if we're watching a national show together and then like a week later I hear some girls feedback whatever I explain it to him and he's like "Bikini's so stupid I don't get it and I'm like honestly (laughs) as as a bikini athlete I agree like I literally agree like for example um my good friend competed at the amateur o, and she this this past uh Olympia she got second in in her class and then the girl that won her class had like a fuller look beautiful freaking physique. I was like, holy crap. Like she looks great. Um, very, very different from my friend who was tighter, like a bit more dense. Um, very, very different. And then in the overall, the girl that won her, um, class, I think got like last in the overall or like second to last or something. And then Becky gave her feedback. Becky Clausen gave my friend feedback saying, if you had won your class and were in the overall, you would have won the overall. And I shit you not, I was like, "What does that even mean?" Exactly. I was like, what exactly. The heck? So then, it is, yeah, it's I'm like telling so my boyfriend perfect, this,
0: but we didn't place you at winning. Like it's so yeah.
1: hard. Like and then there, what it, do you it's do? basically yeah. Like what? Like how? How do you take that feedback? It's so weird. So I told my boyfriend this. And he's like, that is so dumb. That makes no sense. It's so dumb. And I'm like, no, I kind of get it because the n- my friend next to that other girl, the other girl won. Next, like if it was up to them, the other girl won there. If the other girl wasn't there that day, she would have won the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, it is literally who shows up that day. And he's like, that's so stupid. I'm like, it is. Like, It it's literally it is, is, it, it is literally what
0: it is. it is. It is like, okay, yes. It's like, okay, today- we have a bunch of apples that showed up. You were the best orange. If there was not all these weird apples, you would have been the overall. And like, we would have made a girl that it's, so it's like, if you were the harder girl versus the softer girl, a bunch of softer girls showed up. So we made them win. Or if all the harder girls mm-hmm. showed up, you were a little softer, softer girl won. But if this girl was gone, it's like, so, so odd. It's, it's so weird. There isn't
1: like, a specific thing where it's like, cut and draw it's never like that and yeah. like while part of me is like it is stupid the other part of me is like but it's an art it makes sense it's the only division where you truly can look your best one day and get fourth, and then look your 50 percent the next show and win the whole thing like while you don't want to win at your 50 percent, it's almost like it is kind of cool though to like have that journey, you know, like there's, there's so much that can happen and not happen. And like the way you take it and move forward from it and the feedback and stuff, I feel like is really the beautiful part is like, okay, today you were too tight. Okay. I had to soften up. Okay. Today your posing was off. Okay. I'm going to fix that. Like there is, I don't think any other division you're able to continuously evolve through show to show because every other division it's like okay you were perfect that's it bye like you know there's always something different there's always something new that the judges can say in bikini that can have you like to work more
0: yeah um it, it is you have to almost take this the these like mini like take the feedback here and then fix it and fix it and fix it and fix it until you finally get to a point where there's like nothing that you can fix. And then hopefully at that point you win. And then it's like, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. You listen to all of our unless feedback. unless some perfect human comes up and be you that time Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then you just like show up and try again. And yeah. it it is it's an art form because it's it's more art, it's like it's art-ish kind of. It's like, okay, let's try a different hair color let's try a different suit color let's like maybe color yeah another like another bracelet or something like I don't know yeah
1: like let's try to like a different like a different hand sass in your uh yeah, like a
0: different, yeah let's do a little sassy today or like let's you know try a different carving. like let's try a different carb source there's just so yeah. many variables and like during the prep itself like okay let's try stairs instead of treadmill or let's do treadmill versus stairs let's do mm-hmm. three days of up or two days of this and you just keep making tweaks and tweaks and tweaks and just you constantly have to like change your approach every single prep is different
1: exactly exactly yeah awesome. so what,
0: what advice like what's your biggest learning lesson that you've taken from bodybuilding
1: hmm Remember, there's so many um so this is a deep one. It's a loaded one. Um what
0: has it taught you?
1: I would say mainly um, what you put in is what you get out of literally anything. Um, so, specifically in bodybuilding, too, like if you track macros or if you're on a meal plan or whatever, like all those boxes we have to check, steps, cardio, sleep, supplementation, all these things the more precise you are with it the more you put like pour into doing those perfectly the better you are and that goes for anything in life the more you pour into your relationship the more you pour into your friendship the better those things will grow and evolve and it's just like we are these little little experiments like of our own um and like you said trying different things and tracking those things. So like putting effort into tracking things and taking note of things is really, really going to help evolve you so much faster. So really just what you put in is what you get out of anything.
0: Yeah. I like it. Would you
1: change anything about your journey? Absolutely not. No, that's an easy one. No, I wouldn't. Even every bad reverse, every binge, every uh, starving night, every horrible cardio session that left me dizzy and shaking to the point where I want to faint every single po- like thing, every mistake I've made, everything, I would do it the same exact way. I-, I learned from every, everything, literally.
0: What were mistakes that you made?
1: Mistakes. Oh my God. Reversing not properly. Um, listening to my emotions, eating my feelings after my bad showing. Um Yeah. I feel like there's another thing you hear about all the time, amateurs or people or girls that want to go into competing. They always hear reverse properly. Make sure you um, stay on plan during your reverse. You're very susceptible to putting on body fat. Make sure you're on it. You hear it, but when you're in the moment, like we've said, when you're in it, it is a different story. Like I had, I would say like two whole months post-show, post-DC Pro, DC Pro-Am, um, I was binging. Binging for months. It was horrible. It was the probably the worst feeling, the worst experience I've ever experienced in my life, Um it doesn't matter like how much body fat i put on it doesn't matter what i looked like what really was the worst part is how you felt in your skin i felt like i wanted to rip my skin off like like rip like just get out of my body it it was a horrible experience i, I wasn't suicidal but i wanted to die it was horrible and I don't wish that upon anybody. So that is one huge thing that is like, you really need to be ready for it. You do not know how you're going to react. You can prepare for it as much as you want. You can set up photo shoots. I set up photo shoots because I knew like, just in case I'm like not into it after, or I feel like I want to binge, I still have something that I want to look good for. I canceled them like, because I just couldn't, I literally just could not do it. Um, but it, so literally it doesn't matter how much you prep for it, how much you stick to things. Sometimes you just can't overcome that feeling. And it's, sometimes I do think it, it may, like as sad as it is, as horrible as a period of binging is, it kind of was a rite of passage for me. I learned so much about myself, about my relationship with food, about what food triggers I have, about what feeling triggers I have, um, around food and stuff. Um, and it wouldn't, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be as strong around food and my relationship with my body as I am right now.
0: What helped you get out of it?
1: For me, it was first of all, cleaning my diet up to just like whole foods. Um, cause I go off of macros, but what I do is we plan our meals ahead. So it's like a meal plan. It is a meal plan, but you get to move around your protein sometimes, change your carb sources. Um, but we have like a fle- flexible dieting approach. I think people call it. Um, so I have macros, but I set everything up. So like for one week, I'll do a meal plan. But during that time I was like, let me put in some more tasty things to satisfy those cravings for me personally. Like that may work for other people, but for me, that did not work. So immediately I clean things up. Um, And then I also just went back to therapy and and talked with my therapist over like the cycle of binging because it really is just a cycle and finding those feelings that made me feel like I wanted to binge. And then during those feelings, almost like, 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 um, I think they, they call it habit stacking. So I was in the habit of when I felt that to eat food. So instead I would grab a snack and go on a walk. So you can like habit stack where now I'm still doing what I used to do and eating, but it's paired with something healthy. So then eventually it turned into just like going on a walk instead and just like not bringing a snack. Like I, I would first like do like a healthy snack, like carrots or something. And then I would, it, it eventually just turned into j- just walks. And then it turned into just noticing the feeling and just ignoring it. Like that's it. Um, So yeah, habit stacking for sure, cleaning my diet up and then routine again, it was a big, big thing. So I would, whatever routine you may have, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be revolved around bodybuilding. Um, but for me, I would do like a morning walk and then I would have a meal and just like set my meal up and eat my meal and then go do something else and then eat again. And then something else. So a strict routine, having boundaries around like eating times too or like work times uh training times and stuff so really scheduling myself so that I stick to something I have boundaries you know Mm -hmm. yeah
0: okay what else what else about your journey haven't I asked you about
1: um let's see I don't know I think we've like gone through it all
0: (laughs) I mean yeah so we had first show um, and then the second show was like a month after. Yeah. Okay. And then we took a long off season or no, just two years. Yeah. Show? Okay.
1: And I then- think it was like a year and a half. Yeah, because my last show was November 19 twenty nineteen. And then I went to Spain and then it was twenty twenty. So I was I was sent back home. And then and then I competed June of twenty one. Okay. So a year and a half. Okay. That is,
0: yeah, that is a long time. So you've been competing for how many years now? Four?
1: Coming up on four. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. So what was your feedback last, uh, after DC pro?
1: Oh, just, I have to be tighter. Like I looked so soft. I oh, okay. had to be tighter. Um, and actually something that one, I can't re- remember who said it, but one judge said, that I just didn't look happy, not happy, but I didn't look confident. That's what it was. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it shows. It shows on your face when you're not confident. It really shows. I was not confident that day. I knew I wasn't my best. Um, And it showed on my face.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of easy feedback to deliver on, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, just bring it and come in how you want, you know, give yourself time. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and what type of coaching do you do?
1: So I do lifestyle and, um, competition. Um, so yeah, I just moved over to doing that full time, which is like really exciting. Um, yeah, I also do posing coaching. I know you do as well. Um, and I do, I just do bikini and wellness, but yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And okay. Last question. So if Team cupcake or team protein shake.
1: It depends. <laughs> honestly, cupcake. Cupcake. Okay. Cause, I, Cause I I'm not a fan of protein shakes. Honestly. I'd rather eat my chicken.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and what flavor cupcake?
1: Oh my god, don't do this to me. I'm gonna say, okay, I'm usually okay. I'm gonna say red velvet.
0: Okay. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Okay. And if anyone wants to follow you online, where can they do so?
1: Okay, Instagram is Marina Pietri Fit. That's Marina like a boat dock, and Pietri is P-I-E-T-R-I, and then just Fit F-I-T. Okay. Yeah. And if they,
0: do, they just DM you for coaching.
1: Yeah, you can DM me for coaching, or you can also DM at Every Calorie Counts and request me. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. And then I think my TikTok is like Marina. Pietri fit as well, but I'm not even sure about that. So I don't, I'm, I'm not on there too much. <laughs> okay.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us today.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel motivated to take on your fitness journey. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. If you want to stay up to date with my fitness journey and get more tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Savannah Sharp Fitness and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Savannah Sharp. And if you have a moment, please leave a rating and review of the show. Your feedback helps me create better content and reach more people who need it. Remember, no matter where you are on your fitness journey, you are capable of achieving your goals with hard work and discipline. Keep pushing yourself, stay motivated, and never give up. Thanks for listening and see you next week on Cupcakes and Protein Shakes.